recent formation of a new General Aviation Caucus in Colorado offers insights and lessons for similar efforts across the country. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. When Colorado's 2021 legislative session began in January, it was accompanied by a new group dedicated to educating state lawmakers about the importance of general aviation, including business aviation, across the Centennial State. Chaired by state representatives Alex Valdez and Hugh McKeon, the bipartisan Colorado GA Caucus will focus on the issues and concerns of general aviation stakeholders throughout the state. To learn more about the formation of this new state caucus, I'm pleased today to welcome Kelly Sloan, Legislative Affairs Specialist on behalf of the Colorado Aviation Business Association. Kelly, please tell us a bit about how this caucus came to be and the role that CABA played in that process. So the idea came to us a few years back knowing that Washington had done done the same thing. So CABA had come to me and said, hey, what, what do we do? What can we do to, uh, to get this happening in the state? We'd worked on some issues uh, over the last few years on taxation and fees and noise complaints, some other issues. So it seemed like a, a fantastic idea. And you know, as we were working on these issues, we found that, you know, unsurprisingly, a lot of legislators down there just had no idea about general aviation. You know, they all knew about commercial aviation. You know, Denver International Airport. If they happened to represent the area with one of local airports, you know, they knew a little bit about that, but. There's a lot of education had to happen. So the first thing we did was seek out some of those legislators who we knew did have a connection with aviation. Uh, we have There are a few pilots in the state legislature in, in both Senate and the House and others that have you know some kind of tendential relationship with aviation. So we sought them out and you know, we looked for people that were either in leadership or had you know some really, really strong background with, with aviation and really understood, understood the issues. Wanted to make it bipartisan, make, made sure we had somebody from both uh, both parties, and just talk to them about uh, starting. Now in Colorado, it's a pretty easy process. If a legislator or a group of legislators want to start a caucus, they say, let there be a caucus, and it, and it exists. So really, it was just a matter of identifying who we thought would be good legislative leaders, and we found two good ones in the House Minority Leader, Hugh McKeon, and in Representative uh, Alex Valdez from Denver, who is a, who is a pilot and a uh, very supportive of, of GA. So uh, we sought them out, sat down with them, talked to them and said, we'd like to do this, walk through what, uh, what we would like it to do. They were excited to start it and it became a thing. As Kelly alluded to, in 2013, a GA caucus was also formed in the Washington State Legislature, thanks in significant part to efforts by the Pacific Northwest Business Aviation Association, or PNBAA. Joining me now from that organization is Alan Burnett, a founding partner at Centerpoint Aviation Law. Also with me is Christy Ivey, NBAA's Northern Mountain Regional Representative. Alan, I'll start with you. Is the process Kelly described in forming the Colorado GA caucus similar to your experiences in Washington. No, our path was actually very different. And there was definitely some dumb luck involved. Um, and all my spare time, uh, being the Director of Legislative Affairs for the PNBA and my uh, work on the NBA Tax Committee, we had hosted a joint NBA and PNBA town hall to discuss some of the problematic legislation we were dealing with on business aircraft in Washington. 
And so we had some of the good folks from the NBA, Washington office, you know, the main office. Christy was there, our regional rep. I was there. We had a big room full of people to talk with our PowerPoint presentations. And it was my worst nightmare. Uh, we put on a presentation and almost no one showed up. I mean, there might have been 10 people in the audience who didn't work for either NBA or me. Fortunately, one of those people was Senator Honeyford, who had been invited by one of our then board members. Senator Honeyford is passionate about general aviation and the type of person to make things happen. Now, Christy had mentioned uh, other aviation caucuses during her presentation, and so he came over afterwards and asked her for more information, which, of course, uh, Christy dutifully provided. The next thing you know, Senator Honeyford was leading the first caucus meeting. So we may not have had many people in the audience, but it was the genesis of the caucus, so it worked out for the best. Indeed. Now, Christy, you were involved in the formation of both the Washington and, more recently, Colorado GA caucuses. What are some of the ways NBAA supports these caucuses across the country? The first way that NBAA can support these these caucuses is, number one, show up and make sure that even if you're not presenting at that particular caucus meeting, continue to have your seat at the table and make sure that you're you're partnering with your business aviation group, if there is one in your particular state, to make sure that they have a seat at the table and their voice is heard first because these uh, legislators do want to hear from their constituents and the employers and the representatives of, of the entities that are hiring folks in general aviation in their state. So hearing from the local grassroots business aviation group or the members of that group. So that's another thing that I would say that that we were successful in doing is bringing other entities to the table. I, I know that in in my experience in Olympia at these caucus meetings over the last several years, I was able to bring the COO of one of our members down in Olympia, Soloy Aviation Solutions, who is a parts manufacturer. I was also able to get the folks at Schweitzer Engineering's flight department to do a write-up, a white paper on why airports and business aviation is important to them out in the very rural eastern part of the state, southeastern part of Washington state. And they did this wonderful write-up that I was able to pass out to these legislators, even though I didn't have an allotted time to speak at that particular caucus meeting. I was able to pass that out to the legislative caucus members and show them this is who business aviation is. This is the face of business aviation. And Alan can testify to the fact that some of the jaws were dropped at that point. And, and light bulbs were going off from some of the legislators saying, oh, I did not realize this was business aviation. So for them to see the faces, the actual jobs involved in business aviation, rather than what their earlier perception or erroneous perceptions of what business aviation is, was really key to the success in building the relationships in these caucuses. We'll have more in just a moment. But first, this word from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, if you value the expertise you get from your weekly podcast, we've got a way for you to get answers from experts live. Our NBAA NewsHour webinars give you access to the best operational, legal, technical, and other guidance for business aviation. Participate today by visiting nbaa.org slash newshour. 
We're back now with Christy Ivey, Alan Burnett, and Kelly Sloan, and our discussion about the role of General Aviation Caucuses in promoting the importance of our industry in state legislative assemblies. Kelly, what are some of the issues on the Colorado Aviation Business Association's to-do list for the new state caucus going forward? Obviously, our first order of business is to get get the word out that it exists and gin up interest in it. You know, we started with a press release uh, soon after the official formation. That got some good coverage, and you know that kind of helped made sure that it was released into media outlets that were going to be watched by folks in, in the legislature and some of the, some of the key individuals. So word got out that way. So that was a that kind of gave us a bit of a head start. We're in the middle of our legislative session now, which is generally 120 days from January to the beginning of May. We took a bit of a break for about three or four weeks to allow all the uh, legislators and staff to get the vaccine. We're just now getting back into the swing of things. They're getting bills running. With COVID, it's still a little weird down at the Capitol, to say the least. So for right now, what we're, what we're doing is just working on letting people know, to, know that it exists, talking to other legislators that we think would be interested or think should be interested, letting them know about it, letting them know why they should be interested in it. And as you know, some of the restrictions start to loosen up here, and we're hoping in about a month, we're going to start scheduling some monthly meetings some of the issues we're going to deal with initially, some presentations of what general aviation is, get the local aeronautics board, uh, who's very supportive, by the way. It's uh, Dave Lane is our state director for the Colorado Aeronautics Division. He's been very supportive, and he's meeting with the, you know, the chair and co-chair as well to help with all this. You know, get, get them down there and then start getting some of the other aviation groups, get the, get the airports in to talk about the impact of public use airports in the state. Uh, get agricultural aviation in to talk about the role that aviation plays in agriculture. Get some, some of these business groups, how they use it, you know, individual airports. And that's what we want to kind of do is just kind of keep the discussion going, make sure that we're constantly engaging with and educating these these lawmakers. Again, some of them are at first are going to be obviously the people that know a little bit about aviation, work in it or have worked in it. But it's talking to those ones that, like Chrissy said, maybe have no idea what business aviation is or what general aviation is for that matter. And just bring them on board and, and, and making, making those relationships. I think that's going to be key for us in the first year. Alan, what issues does GA face in Washington in 2021? And how has PNBAA worked in the current environment to promote those interests before the Washington State Legislature? Doing this over Zoom has been a game changer. Our last meeting, uh, we had 48 people, which is probably 10 more people than we normally have because you don't have to drive all the way down to Olympia for a 7 o'clock meeting. But a few of the top issues we're looking at is getting aircraft fuel tax revenues redirected back from the general fund to the aviation fund. And you can probably imagine with COVID, there have been huge hits to the state's revenue. And so we're anticipating uh, several other incursions on the aviation fund, um, including seeing several other states repealing critical aviation tax exemptions. So we're preparing to fight this and other potential taxes affecting business aviation in Washington. Another big issue we are looking at is support of our smaller and dramatically underfunded airports, and then the promotion of GA in Washington generally. Christy, it occurs to me that even on a Zoom call, those who wish to speak on behalf of our industry may only have a finite amount of time to do so in front of legislators. How can concerned stakeholders in Colorado, Washington, and other states with GA caucuses make the most of that opportunity? That's a great question. I think that's the main important point is telling your story. I know a lot of 
folks are not comfortable in the legislative environment due to lack of experience. They feel like they have to have some kind of uh, extensive knowledge of the legislative process or the people involved. And I say no. I say the more genuine, the more organic, the more that you are able to really tell your story of your company, your business, your job. I know we have members, both in the regional group members and NBA members, that are not allowed to, for various reasons, speak on behalf of their company. And that's okay. We understand that. You can still speak and advocate on behalf of yourself. So you can say, I'm a scheduler dispatcher for a Part 91 flight department at Boeing Field. And I just want to tell my story because if any kind of onerous legislation comes down the pike that might close my flight department, you've just eliminated my job. And here's the economic impact that that is on myself, my family, what I provide to the state or my community, uh, being able to raise a family in this community. So, so it really drills down to telling your individual story. I think uh, as a regional business aviation group, there's some great examples. Alan has shared some with PNBAA. NIAMA, the New York Aviation Management Association, have been uh, crucial in supporting the the New York State General Aviation Caucus. They provide a six-page booklet to caucus members each year just to make sure that, that these legislators are aware of who they are and they can take that away. I think in the Zoom environment, you can create these white papers like I talked about earlier and say, this is who we are. These are our hot issues right now. And this is an example of a business aviation entity within our state that is telling their story. So even just one or two pages of paper that you could put in a PDF and email to these legislators just to say, this is our story. Please read this when you have a chance. That's a huge impact. Do you have any tips for those in our industry looking to support their own state GA caucus, Christy, or perhaps even assist in developing one? Well, I think the key is engagement. I know, again, my, my experience with, with Alan and PNBAA, uh, Alan, myself, and, and one other member of PNBAA, maybe one or two, would show up to every caucus meeting. We did not allow a caucus meeting to go without one of us being there and having that seat at the table representing business aviation. So they knew who we were, especially after the first year. Everybody knew business aviation is going to show up. I think it's important to expand that engagement. And in in addition to your legislative or government affairs representative on your board, members of the regional business aviation group or other board members should show up even if they don't have an opportunity to speak just to at least introduce themselves and show up and 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 explain how important it is that this partnership continues for those that are looking to start uh, or or support the the start of a aviation caucus in their state first of all identify if your state even allows caucuses And then like Kelly mentioned earlier, identify who are the stakeholders in your elected officials uh, who might already be a pilot, who has used maybe business aviation aircraft in their particular business. And finding those partners are the key to really the success of what's going to happen later on down the line when they're trying to engage other caucus members. Kelly, having just been through the creation of a state GA caucus in Colorado, what tips do you have to share? 
Well, I think it's absolutely critical for the business aviation groups to be at that at the caucuses and be involved with them. There's an old saying in, in politics that if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And you know, we've seen that before. If we're not engaged, there are things that are going to happen to our industry that we're not going to know about until uh, too late. If you're not involved in the process, it's pretty easy for events to kind of overrun you. And really, it's all about relationships. Everything in the political, the legislative arena is about making relationships with legislators and policymakers and the executive branch agencies. And the first step to that is just to show up, to show your face, to you know, to say hello and say I'm with whomever this. And just like exactly what Christy said, really, you know, telling your story to these people is is absolutely critical. A legislator can't be experts on everything, and it's you know, kind of a weird thing in the political world that we seem to expect all of our elected officials to be experts on everything because they're legislating on everything. But it's not the case. Our members are the subject matter experts in this. And these guys want to hear from people. They want to be informed when, when they're making their decisions. So being there to you know start forming those relationships and start telling those stories is absolutely critical. In terms of uh, what tips to share for uh, other states, uh, again, just want to echo what Christy said. I'd recommend also, if you can, make sure it's bipartisan. If you have a caucus that's all Republicans or 90% Republicans, you know, that's sending one message. If it, you know, when it's all Democrats, you know, that's sending a message. There's so much in our industry that doesn't have to be ideological, I guess, in that sense. And there's no quicker way to polarize issues than to make it partisan. So, you know, make sure you reach out to people in both parties and to whatever extent you can, make sure that leadership of the caucus and the membership is extending to both parties. Alan, what are your closing thoughts, particularly about the importance of business aviation having active representation on these caucuses? It's vitally important for us to have a seat at the table for several reasons, including being there to tell the story of business aviation. There were a critical mass of voters, which is what they hear, a critical mass of voters who produce jobs and make a substantial economic impact using aviation and business. When we started going to these meetings, very few people in the room even contemplated such a thing as business aviation. Also, many companies who do not have the flexibility to address the issues in their own name for one reason or another can speak to us. You know, PNBA is happy to act on their behalf. Now, to mention, industry groups can provide good optics. Now, being here is our first line of defense. By the time people uh, usually get involved, they're dealing with a proposed regulation, which is difficult to change at that point. Here, we have the ability to get in front of problems. We have the ability to steer legislation at a time where we can have a meaningful impact. Even more than that, these Congress people are here because they want to help. So it provides the opportunity to proactively address issues through legislation. So as far as um, tips I could give going forward, a senior lobbyist who once gave me a great piece of advice. He said, don't make the first time these people meet you when you need something. Another important thought is that you don't need to know anything about lobbying or even the legislative process. Christy mentioned this and I sure didn't. I actually literally did not know what a lobbyist did when I went to my first meeting. I had never met a lobbyist or senator or representative for that matter. The first time I got five minutes to explain who PNBA was, when I was done, they asked me what my ask was. I hadn't even contemplated such a thing. And I'm pretty sure they didn't understand my answer when I told them I didn't have an ask. I was just there to help out and express our gratitude for their hard work. But it turns out that these actually are real people. And not to mention they have an interest in GA and they're there because they want to help. 
One last note on the importance of aviation in these states. Based on updated economic impact studies for 2020 from Washington and Colorado, aviation has a total economic impact of $107 billion in the Evergreen State, and it supports 407,000 jobs. In Colorado, aviation supports 345,000 jobs, with an annual economic impact of $48.6 billion. So when we speak about telling the story of our industry, numbers like those offer a pretty impressive starting point for those conversations. To learn more about NBAA's advocacy efforts across the country and how you can help promote the interests of business aviation before lawmakers in your state, visit nbaa.org forward slash advocacy. You'll also find links there to such resources as the NBAA Business Aviation Factbook, NBAA Airports Handbook, and other important advocacy tools and information. I also encourage you to visit mycaba.org and pnbaa.org to learn more about the work being done at the regional level by the Colorado Aviation Business Association and Pacific Northwest Business Aviation Association, respectively. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.